0: readings this evening. The first is from Psalms. It's chapter, 100, chapter 139, and it's verses 13 to 18. We're going to be reading this from The Message. It says, Oh yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God, you are breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made bit by bit. How I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. Your thoughts, how rare, how beautiful. God, I'll never comprehend them. I couldn't even begin to count them any more than I could count the sand of the sea. Oh, let me rise in the morning and live always with you. And then from Proverbs 16, verse nine. We can make our plans but the Lord determines our steps. Thanks, Louise.
1: Good evening. Well, I am really excited to be here tonight and to be bringing this message, and the title tonight is A Better Way. So I'm going to begin by praying. Thank you, Lord, for creating us and having a plan for our lives. Help us to put our trust in you, to know that we are wonderfully made in your image, Let us see ourselves through your eyes. So often we make our plans, but it is you, Lord, who determines our steps. Lord, tonight I pray that you will show us the next steps in our life so that we can grow closer to you and fulfill our God-given plan and purpose. Amen. Well, I am a planner. I am a list girl through and through. From a weekly plan, a meal plan, a holiday plan, I love a plan. In fact, I think it almost brings me an abnormal amount of joy, the amount I like to plan. (laughs) But as I read these pieces of scripture and I prayed over them, I just found that the Holy Spirit spoke into my heart and into my life. And he said, Louise, do you know the grand plan for your life? is not determined by me, but it is by God. And so tonight, I want us to look at that. Because it is funny how so often we think we'll make our own plan. And God must think, oh, how lovely. They're trying to help. But God knows best, doesn't he? And we're going to look more at that tonight. Because when we make our plan, we sometimes look, don't we, and we think, hmm, that hasn't worked out as I hoped And that is because we didn't create ourselves. God created us. Our Heavenly Father created us. We've just read in Psalm 139 just how he made us marvelously, perfectly, uniquely. And so we need to go to our Father so that he can determine our steps and we can discover our life plan in him. And you know what is amazing? Our Heavenly Father does not make mistakes. And it doesn't matter who your parents are. It doesn't matter how you were brought up. God planned you. He planned me. And he has a unique purpose for our lives. We have a custom-built role that only each one of us can fulfill. And if you feel lost or hesitant tonight, I have been praying this week that you will put your trust in God and allow him to direct your steps and be the guide for your life. Now, as a parent, uh, when, when Danny and I had our children and, and they began to learn to walk, isn't it funny how as they take their first wobbly steps, you set them off in a direction that is safe and, and they veer off always towards danger. They always seem to turn and you pick them back up and you put them back in their place and you set them off and off they go again. And you know, our ways as parents is higher than our children. They don't understand. They don't see um, what's ahead of them. And God's like that, isn't He? But so much better. God sees us, and sometimes we try to make our plans, and God says, "Oh no, back, back on track. We're going this way." Um, so I want to take us back to Genesis. I want us to t- take us back to the beginning when God created mankind. Genesis 2, verse 7 says this, The Lord formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And then the man became living being. God created us. We follow people that we know and trust. I wonder tonight, do we know? Do we trust in our creator? Do we know who he is? He is our father, a couple of weeks ago, I was sat in this room, and I was actually just looking at the beautiful names of God in this place, and I made a note of just a few of them, Good Shepherd, Resurrection and Life, Prince of Peace, Saviour, Truth, King of Kings, and Scripture also tells us that God is our guide, he's our protector, he is our provider, and He is our strength. He is our Father, and as we've just been singing, we are His children. And one John tells us that God is love. He loves us with an unshakable, unconditional, immovable, unending, perfect love. Now, that is who I want to guide me through life. And you know, our identity is not in our age, it's not in our employment status, our marital status, our past, or our struggle. Our identity is children of God. We have an awesome father who loved us, who's chosen us. We are worthy, we are capable. We are more than conquerors in Christ. And in Psalm 23, David talks about God being our shepherd. And in verse three, he particularly says, he guides me along the right path, bringing honor to his name. When I go on a journey, it pains me when I take a wrong turn. If I'm out on a walk and I I find myself down a wrong road and and it adds time to my journey and actually it can be really stressful. And you know, God wants to take us along right paths because the right path is always the best way, God's way. And God has already prepared the path. He's already prepared the path for each one of us. We read in verse 16 of Psalm 139 that before we lived a day, God had prepared all the days of our lives. And, you know, in all the men, women, and children in the Bible, God had a plan, a specific plan for them, and he does for us. In, uh, as we look at some of those characters, you know, for Esther, her purpose was to rescue the Jewish people from um, destruction David, a shepherd boy, who would go on to defeat Goliath and become King David. A shepherd boy to king, how unlikely, but God had a plan. Mary, the mother of Jesus, who gave birth to the Son of God. And you know what? God doesn't forget children either. In the New Testament, we read of the boy who gave five loaves and two fish. He gave his, his, his lunch to Jesus. Just what he had in his hands. He offered them to Jesus and Jesus took the ordinary and made it extraordinary. He took those five loaves and two fish and he fed 5,000 men, not even including the women of children. God can take our ordinary and make it extraordinary. I wonder what you have in your hands today that you can offer to Jesus. What is your time, your skills, your talents that Jesus has uniquely placed within you? And you know, the Lord often places on our heart a dream or a calling, a desire. It might be small, some might be big. And maybe don't, we don't know what it is yet. We're yet to discover that. But when it happens, we can feel very ordinary, very inadequate, and sometimes totally unprepared. But we have been made by God, uniquely made by God. We have purpose. God has made us on purpose for purpose. Let's look briefly at Moses. In Exodus 3, we, uh, we read that the Lord appears to Moses in the form of a burning bush. And he calls to him and he tells him that he's going to be sent to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he's going to rescue the Israelites from a, li- uh, Israelites from a, a life of slavery. Uh, by the Egyptians and here God clearly has a purpose for Moses but let's look at how Moses responds because Moses is not whooping at this point in fact Moses responds to God by saying who am I who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt can we relate to Moses here Who am I? What can I do? Well, we are children of the living God. That is who we are. And as we receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, we have the power of God living in us. And we've been hearing about this over the past four weeks in our Spirit-led series and this morning too. And last Sunday morning, if you missed the greatest download Please get on YouTube, watch it. It is a must for everybody because you will hear more about the power of the Holy Spirit. Because we have that power within us. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. Just take a moment to think about that. Our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And when we look at how, well, this situation that Moses is facing in this passage, we see the Lord answers Moses' fears with the most beautiful words ever. I will be with you. I will be with you. And when you bring the people out of Egypt, not if, when, you will worship me on this mountain and that will be proof that I sent you. Isn't it interesting how often we look at our weaknesses, we look at our limitations, and yet God sees his child. Are you looking down at your weaknesses today? Or will you let Jesus be the lifter of your head? I imagine that morning before Moses had this encounter with God, he never in his wildest dreams would have imagined all that he was going to do and accomplish through the power of God within him. He was going to set the Israelites free. He was going to part the Red Sea. He was going to do powerful miracles. Moses alone could have done none of that without God. It was God's power in him and he was able to fulfill an awesome God-given purpose. God's power is at work in us too. And we may not have to part many seas, but we are going to be used for God's glory. And sometimes we feel that our giftings are so insignificant or we don't actually appreciate because it comes so easily to us that not everybody can do what we can do. And we need to just say, say, come before God and actually value what God has placed within us and use it. For me, I needed to see myself through the lens of God's truth. Too many times I had listened to the lies of the devil you know, telling me that I had nothing to offer and it almost kept me do, from doing what Jesus wanted me to do. So often we focus on our sense of inadequacy rather than putting our faith and our trust in our mighty God. This is a photo that you're going to see of my notebook in a moment. Um, it has the verse... Philippians 4.13 on the front of it, and I use this in my quiet time when I'm just spending time with God and I'm praying and I'm asking him for wisdom, for advice, for things in my life, things that maybe he wants me to be involved in. And sometimes I get a prompting and, and I feel like God saying to me, yeah, Louise, I want you to do this, this, and this. And anytime I think, ah, I can't, I look at the front cover of this and it reminds me that I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. Everything that God wants me to do, I can do in His power and His strength. So how do we get this strength? Well, we spend time with God. We read His word, we read His, the Bible where we read the promises of God, and we, we read them and we, we believe them and we say them over ourselves. We say, "God is with me. God is, God is for me. God is in control. God is good." He is victorious. And we spend time in prayer. We talk to God. You see, we were made to be in relationship with God through Jesus Christ. We were made to be in relationship with God. And do you know, I wouldn't have a great relationship with my family if I never spoke to them We need to come and spend time asking God for direction, seeking his wisdom, understanding his love and guidance in our lives. And then we use that strength. And we take the direction that he's given us and where he's leading us in our our workplace, in our families, in our church, wherever it might be. And these things will overlap. You know, ministry overlaps. It's not just in church. We're called to be salt and light in the earth. But we need God's power to do it. Uh, My husband, Danny, loves camping. Me, not so much. Um, And a number of years ago, uh, we compromised and we bought a caravan. And our girls were much younger. And so we went back to my home area in Lincolnshire and we set up camp. And um, I just thought, I'm going to have to throw myself into this. So we got the sports kit and we went down to the field and we were having a great time. We were playing tennis and all sorts of different games. And then I just said to Danny, oh, do you know what? When me and my sister were little, my dad used to just play this game. He just used to throw the tennis ball in the air and it was the first one to catch it. So Danny threw the tennis ball in the air um, and I said, my dad used to throw it way higher than that. (laughs) So I am not kidding you. He launched this ball into outer space and then I felt compelled to catch it. And I'm watching this ball come down thinking, wow, that is fast. And as I went to put my hands up to catch it, and it got, it clipped the top of my finger and snapped my finger, and I remember just standing there saying, "I've broke my finger. I've broke my finger." I mean, it was like I was stuck on repeat. And so we went to the hospital, and in that moment, oh, I was in agony. I mean, it looked weird, um, clearly broken. I couldn't use it. It was weak. It was vulnerable. It was limited. And when I saw the doctor. He put me this splint that surrounded my finger and all of a sudden I had strength beyond my natural ability. I suddenly had a power in my hand that I hadn't had at that point. And it's like God, isn't it? When we are in God's strength, we have a power beyond our natural ability. He gives us so much strength, so much power, it's beyond our wildest dreams. So what do we do? When we've got this power, we understand, we know, Yeah. So we're going to seek God's will. We're going, to, we're going to dream big dreams. And we are going to ask God to show us through his Holy Spirit our God-given talents. We're going to ask for opportunities to be led by the Holy Spirit into all that he has in store for you and I. We're going to ask God to reveal our life plan. And he may not do it all at once. You might get it bit by bit. But we're going to give him time in our day, in our week, to speak into our lives. I love this verse in Psalm 119. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. It is Jesus that lights our pathway, our journey in life. Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, who shows us the steps to take, even when we don't see the whole journey. Now, I just want to say, in this moment, you may be a parent of a very young child, Parent or a carer, I remember when Lauren and Abby were very little, and actually I felt quite restricted in my ministry and what I could do. Um, and I was chatting to a Christian friend about this and saying, do you know, I just don't feel like I'm able to get involved in things. And you know, they reminded me that being a mum is a ministry, and it was interesting that Ian Winter this morning talked about mums leading their children, and it's so important as parents that we lead and guide our children. We are raising the next generation. Um, you know, invest in them. Do not under- underestimate that role. You are raising men and women of God. And that doesn't mean to say that you won't have opportunities in your day-to-day life to speak into the lives of different people. But I know I felt restricted, and I, I remember that somebody saying that to me. This friend of mine, and I thought, yeah, that is what I need to do. Show your children what it is to love Jesus. Don't have your Bible or your quiet times always hidden away involve your children show them what it is to pray show them what it is to understand who God is so then let Jesus guide and follow you now then as Jesus does do that and he gives you your plan be obedient follow the plan I want us to look very quickly at Jonah well we think of Jonah as um, a lovely Sunday school story don't we But actually, it's a really serious account of when a man rebels against God's plan. Um, God calls Jonah to the city of Nineveh to speak into the lives of the people in that city and to talk to them about turning from their wicked ways. But Jonah doesn't believe that these people deserve God's grace and compassion. And so, he runs away from God. And we can laugh, can't we, thinking, how on earth could anyone think of outrunning God? But sometimes... We ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit and what he has for us. Sometimes because we're too busy. Sometimes because maybe we think, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. Or maybe we don't even like the plan at that point in time, not seeing the whole picture. But you know, Jonah, we know that most of us will know the story of Jonah. So if Jonah tries to outrun God. He hops on a ship. God causes a storm. Jonah ends up overboard, swallowed by a fish. Jonah prays to God in the fish. God enables the fish to spit Jonah out, Jonah goes to the city of Nineveh, he speaks to the lives of the people and they turn from their wicked ways. God will redirect you. Be obedient. We know that God always knows best, just as parents we know best for our children, even when they think we know nothing at all. And Proverbs nineteen twenty one tells us it is the Lord's purpose that will prevail. Now, don't be discouraged. That's something else, isn't it? That often we can be discouraged. We can, um, God could have placed a seed in our heart, and you might look at areas of your life, maybe your work, your ministry, your family, um, and just feel like nothing's growing. Do you know, through his power, through God's power, the transformation is on the way. It is in God's perfect timing. You know, when you plant a seed in the garden, you don't come back the next day and expect to see the green shoots. Does that mean that nothing's happening underneath? Absolutely not. There are necessary processes that are going on. Do not mistake not being able to see the evidence of something, to think that nothing is going on. God's timing is perfect. It just hasn't happened yet. You know, just like the seasons, we sow, we nurture, we grow, harvest. And often, in the waiting is when God is preparing you. I saw this quote by Craig Grishow, the pastor of Life Church in America, um, and it's brilliant, it sums it up. God has already prepared the way, we know that, we've read that tonight. Now he's preparing you. But maybe you feel that God gave you an idea or a dream so long ago, you do wonder if it's ever going to happen One God-given idea can change so much. Braille did. Let me tell you about Louis Braille. In 1824, Louis Braille, a Christian, invented a system of raised dots on paper so that blind people could read. He invented 63 symbols representing every language, hence God's word was placed into the hands of the visually impaired for the first time there are so many Christian men and women that God has given incredible ideas, inventions to that have benefited the world. But you know what, when you read their testimonies, when you read their stories, they have come before God often on their knees and prayed that God will bring breakthrough and it hasn't happened overnight. It may have taken years, decades, God's timing is perfect. Do not lose hope. You know, we all have a special place in God's heart and an essential role in his plan. Not because of anything we've done, but all because of God. Now let him determine your steps and prepare you in the waiting. Sometimes we need to be courageous, don't we? In fact, a lot of the time we need to be courageous, we need to have faith, and we need to, we need to step out. But the English word courage is derived from the French word cur, which means heart, hence the phrase, don't lose heart. Any time you step out of your comfort zone, anytime time you step out in faith, you will be tested. But do you know, you will also reach heights you never thought were possible And in Ephesians 3, verse 20, we know, don't we, that incredible verse that says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, he doesn't say a little bit, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power in us. Not my power, not your power, not our limitations, but God's almighty power. We have a good father. We have one who leads us to good places. Not always easy places at the right place at just the right time and God's plan will always glorify him now I find it really encouraging as I know everyone else will that God goes before you he equips you and he will never leave you when I was a child I moved around a lot My dad was in the RAF, and so uh, we used to move from airbase to airbase. And by the time I was seven years old, I was starting my third new primary school. And I remember the day that my dad took me on my first day to to Clinton Park Primary School in Lincolnshire. And as we walked to school, he held my hand. And as we approached the school, as we saw the entrance, as we saw the, the, the school door, I felt frightened. I felt frightened because it was a new place, I didn't know anybody, we were starting over again, and I just felt his hand hold mine tight. And that morning he didn't say goodbye to me at the school door, in fact he came inside and then he came into the classroom and Mr. Cook, my head teacher, my new teacher, pulled up a seat next to me and my dad sat next to me. Do you know, just having his presence there brought me peace, it brought me comfort, it brought me strength, it took away my fear. And he waited with me until I found my place in the classroom, Till I made a friend. And obviously, my earthly father can't stay with me all day, every, every day in my education. He couldn't come everywhere with me. But do you know what? Our heavenly father can. He goes everywhere with us. He goes before us. He stands behind us. We are surrounded Everywhere you go, he's already gone. Again, God has prepared all the days of your life before you've even lived one. And the Lord said to Joshua, and he says to us, be strong and courageous because I will be with you wherever you go. We have a habit, don't we, sometimes of comparing ourselves with others. I want to tell you tonight, you are not a copy You're not a version of anybody else. There is absolutely nobody else in the world that has ever lived or ever will live that is identical to you. You have been made uniquely. Do not try to be anybody else. Be who God created you to be. And finally, have faith in God. Listen to the right voice. Don't allow the way of the world and all the world's noises and the busyness of the world drown out the voice of God. Make time to hear God. Listen to what He has to say. I saw this online and I'm going to read this to you because it's absolutely brilliant. If God could close the lion's mouth for Daniel, part the Red Sea for Moses, make the sun stand still for Joshua, open the prison for Peter, put a baby in Sarah's arm, and raise Lazarus from the dead, then He can certainly take care of you and I. Trust in the Lord. I'm going to just invite the band up to play. And as they begin to pray, the last scripture that I really want to bring before you is Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. And it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take we're prone to being governed by our own thoughts and feelings tonight lift your eyes and fix them on jesus he has something more for us he has a better way be led by the holy spirit i want us to just give god time this evening for us to surrender our lives and ask god to direct us to to show us the next step next per- part of our life the life plan you know as I was planning this and I would planned it and then this week I was just praying over it and I felt God give me a picture and this might be for one person it might be for a number of people but it was of somebody holding on you know almost like on a fairground ride when you are riding so fast and you're holding on for dear life so the, what, your knuckles they go white holding on too tight you just need to let go and let God I just really feel that tonight it's not in our strength you need to let go you need to let go and let God don't miss out on the life that God has for you God has the best plan the plan anything else you will never ever fulfill your God given potential Let's do this tonight. I'm just going to pray. Dear Lord, thank you for creating each one of us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for believing in us and giving us exactly what we need to fulfill the dreams and plans you've placed in our hearts. And if we're yet to discover the plan that you have, please reveal them to us and direct our path so that you may be glorified in everything we say and do. Lord, show us our gifts. Show us the talents you have given us and help us to trust in you as we step out in faith to use them. In Jesus' name, amen.